after the Valentine's dance, I got home last night and oh, I hurt. I hurt from the tip of my toe all the way up to the top of my head. I hurt. And I was so excited, though, about how well things went that I put this post out about everything. And I said, and FUMC, we're going to have a short sermon. I don't hurt anymore. <laughs> Several people have said it's going to be a short sermon, right? What are my sermons usually? Aren't they usually pretty short? Go First Baptist. See how long their sermons are. You'll be back. <laughs> My sermon text this morning is short. It comes from John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you for the Word that you have given us. I ask God your blessings to be upon us as we hear your word. May we relax and know, God, that as we hear the message brought forth, that it is meant for our ears. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. You know, I'm going through this book and reading this book, and, I'm, and I've been preaching, preaching each, each um, week in the last, for the last, this is the third week, I believe, and, 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 and a series out of this book. And I, I never do sermon series, but the Lord's been really speaking to me through this book. And, and it, this, 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 this one is about the power of words. The power of words. I loved Ashley's little illustration with the tube of toothpaste. And I wouldn't have used Crest. I would have got an off-brand, but... I'm asking her to give it to me afterwards if she's going to just throw it away. We have six kids in our home. You brought the wrong flavor. <laughs> but it is so true. Once words are spoken, you can't take them back. And you know, once you put something on Facebook or Internet or texting, you can't take it back. It's there. You can go through and you can delete what you put. A lot of times, but it's just, someone has seen it, and it's there. And words can go one of two ways. They can be for the good and encourage, or they can be for the bad and hurt. For the good and encourage, they can lift someone, someone up to, to, back to, their, to, to restore their relationship with Jesus Christ. And to restore hope and fullness to their life. But words that are out there to destroy can destroy to the very core. They can hurt and they can be painful. When I was in high school, I cleaned the school after school from the time I was in seventh grade. Every, every from summer of my seventh grade year all the way up through when I was a senior, I cleaned the high school every day after school and then during the summer. And I was cleaning the school and I went to the superintendent's office, which was in our school. And um, the, the, his administrative assistant was, was there and, and, and I was cleaning and she said, Daryl, what are you going to do with your life when you graduate? And I said, Miss Hastings, I don't know. And she said, don't let anything stop you from being who you know you're supposed to be. And she was talking about finances. I know she was because she knew how poor we were. And she said, don't let anything stop you. I'll never, ever forget those words that Francis Hastings told me. Simple words. Simple words meant to encourage. And I can tell you words that people have told me that have hurt me and destroyed me to the core.
But I want to dwell on the good words. The good words that build you up and encourage you. The Bible tells us in the beginning was the word. You know that word is with a capital W. What does that mean? It means it is a name. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Each time that word is spelled with a capital W. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. Do you know that the word that the scriptures are talking about is Jesus Christ himself being with God? Now let me tell you something about the word. The word, when you look at Jesus, the word is made up of hope and love. And the word is made up of miracles. The Bible talks about at least 35 miracles that Jesus performed. Turning the water, I'm not going to read them all in town, trust me, because it's going to be a short message. Turning the water into wine. Healing Peter's mother-in-law. Healing the paralytic. Casting out a blind and dumb spirit, calming a storm, healing two blind men, walking on water, feeding over 4,000 plus, healing a man from being, that was born blind, raising Lazarus from the dead, cleansing of the ten lepers, and even as simple as bringing in a second net full of fish. Christ brought hope. He brought healing as was recorded over and over and over again. Our words can bring hope and they can bring healing as recorded over and over and over again. I was over at the hospital today uh, to, just to, to, to visit with Miss Kitchens and, and I grabbed her hand to pray and, and, the, and her sister-in-law was there and we grabbed hands and we prayed and we prayed over her. But what the, the greatest thing was healing was already in that room. They said within an hour and a half before I came in here, her eye was swollen shut. And when I got in there, her eye was already open. And the healing had gone down. Now she looks like a raccoon, and we told her that. Two big old black eyes. But she was smiling and laughing. I walked in the door, and I'll tell you the words that they said, and I thought she was teasing. She said, speak of the devil, and look who walks in. And I introduced myself to her sister-in-law sitting there, and she said, we were just talking about you. And I said, but I'm not the devil. <laughs> healing. Healing comes from the words that we give. Healing came from the word, Jesus. Jesus brought healing, and over and over and over, he performed miracles of healing. He performed miracles of provision. Do you know that we can provide people with what they need so many times with the words that we speak? We can provide people with those words because there's power in those words. Just like there's power in the healing of Jesus Christ. That power is there. To restore. To bring hope. To encourage. To lift up. 
to bring people back to a time where they can trust in Jesus Christ once again simply because of our words of encouragement, our words of hope and love. And not so much words of hope and love when you get your kids out of church. Our words are just like those words of Jesus. Jesus spoke and people listened. People followed him. Thousands gathered. He fed 5,000 with his words. He fed 5,000 by performing a miracle. God wants to perform a miracle and use us to do it. I have been told over and over and over again that an outbreak is going to come, an outbreak of the love of Jesus Christ, an outbreak of revival is going to come, and it's going to come through the Eastland area in this area, and it is starting in our church, and we're, sometimes we can't see it because we put blinders on when we start begin to see these things that are not the way we like it in our church. We need to look past those things and look past those wings, those things and speak the word of love and encouragement into the lives of the people that are in our church and those outside the church. Give them love. That's what's going to spark the revival that God wants to start right here in Eastland, Texas. And I hope and I pray that I will be part of it. We've got to love. I thought... They're going to never believe me that that word that's spoken of in 1 John is Jesus. I know she doesn't think so. And probably Raymond and Joan don't think so. And probably the family doesn't think so. But I believe that Nell Kitchens being in the hospital was of God. Because as I was visiting with Nell Kitchens... And Miss Betty, her sister-in-law, the doctor came in. I didn't know him. I know Valerie and Robert know him. I don't know his name, but he came in and I introduced myself to him. I didn't tell him who I was, that I was a pastor. I just introduced myself to him. And we were talking a little bit and just just in general about her health and, and all and I said something about being a pastor in Methodist Church, and he said, what are you preaching on today? I said, I'm preaching on the Word, the power of the Word. And he said, do you know the Word, who the, what the Word is? And, I, and then I just looked at him. He was talking to Miss Kitchen. She said, no. He said, it's Jesus. I thought, whoa, he's been in my head. He knows my thoughts. He said, Revelation 19, 11, 16. Listen to this. Then I saw heaven open, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name inscribed that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God. And the armies of heaven, wearing fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword and which to, with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. 
He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name inscribed. King of kings and Lord of lords. The word of God, Jesus Christ. We have the power of the word. We have the power of Jesus Christ to make a difference in the world. And it is the words that come from our mouth that can make the greatest difference than anything else that we can do. And it is the words that come from our mouth or comes from our, our fingertips or comes from whatever it is that we're using to communicate with someone else that can make the greatest difference or can create the greatest void in someone's life. Our words can bring hope and assurance or our words can bring doubt and emptiness. What will it be? What will it be? What power will we use? The power of the word, Jesus, is what he calls us to use. But it is our choice. Today after church, or after you eat, or whatever it is that you do, I want you to go home or go to the store take your tube of toothpaste put it where you will see it all the time and ask God God help me to use my words to bring your power to a hurting world. Help me to use your words to bring hope to those that are in doubt, to restore love to those that have lost it all, to bring forgiveness to one another. Help me to use your words, God, not something I would want to put back in this tube of toothpaste. Put it on your desk. Put it in your kitchen. Put it wherever you need to have it. Ashley, thank you for letting God use you in such a powerful way. My message is short because I'm done. Use his words. The word which is Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful words that bring life or horrible words that will bring death. It's your choice. Gracious and loving God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Help us, God, 
to choose words of love and encouragement. Those wonderful words of life. That restores hope and courage and love, forgiveness, all of the goodness that you came to give, Jesus. Let us choose you. Let us choose you. The altars are open as we sing our closing hymn. If you want to come forward and pray, they're open. I won't bug you unless you come to me. But if God is dealing with you on your words, nobody's going to care what you've said. If you just want to be able to be used in a more powerful way through the words that you give and you don't know where to start, the altars are open and let Jesus speak to your spirit. You may come.